Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of our Cautious with My Coin. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for being patient while Mm -hmm. we took our self-care break, but we're ready to get back into it and let's talk all things cash, all things money, all things period. (laughs) All right, so without further ado, let's introduce our next guest. Eric, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you do. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Give us all that good information. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm Eric, Eric Ross from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, they don't know what that actually <laughs> From Baltimore. <laughs> uh, went to Bowie State. Uh, pledged Omega Psi Phi at Bowie State, root to the bros. Um <laughs> You know, currently right now, and I'm in the military, and uh, right now I'm a medic in the military, and uh, I work presidential support. So we're medics for, you know, everybody who, you know, works for and around the, the president, vice president, secretary of the Air Force, all that good stuff. Um, on the side, I, I also trade Forex, and, you know, I teach people that skill set. Because at the end of the day, it is a skill set. It's something that you can, you know, be taught and, you know, can pass down to your children mm-hmm. and their children's children and so forth. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the gambit underscore. And uh, I also have a financial page uh, that is life at the debt podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Um Let's get into it. Yeah. So I thought it was really important or we thought it was really important to do um, an episode about like investing and mm-hmm. trading because, you know, ultimately people say that you should have multiple streams of income to actually build wealth, mm-hmm. you know, but not everyone knows how to build those multiple streams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that right now we're living in a day and age where unfortunately Forex, it, it seems trendy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems that it's something that everybody's talking about, but the reality of it is before there was trade house or whatever case may be, or, you know, whatever it is that people are seeing on Instagram, there was still the for, foreign exchange market. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the foreign exchange mm-hmm. market. And I think that, you know, people do have a a misunderstanding of what it actually is. And I, I know for a lot of people, it is a, a life-changing avenue. So I do want us to talk a little bit more about it and help people just get a different understanding and what exactly it is and how it can benefit their lives. And this is not a 4X promo yeah, episode, no, just no. so that way that we're clear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's just talk about it so we all together can get a better understanding. understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Forex, you know, I always ask people, what do you know about Forex? And, you know, some people tell me, oh, I think it's like stocks. No, Forex, we're not buying stocks. We're not buying shares of Amazon. We're not buying shares of Apple. It's two components that make up Forex. And Forex is short for the foreign exchange market. Okay. So the two components, the first component is all of the foreign currencies all over the world. So, you know, your Great Britain pound, your Japanese yen, your Swiss franc, Canadian dollar, Australian. That's maybe it's probably about 35 of them, including the U.S. dollar, all in one market. Mm -hmm. It's a seven point seven trillion dollar a day market. 
to put that in comparison to the New York Stock Exchange, which actually trades the stocks, that's a $22 billion a day market. So $22 billion versus $7.7 .7 trillion a day. So that's that's the first component. All of the foreign currencies all over the world. Um, so have have any of you guys ever traveled outside the country before? Mm -hmm. Where'd you guys go? Um, Ghana, <laughs> Egypt, Paris. Okay. Paris is ooh, expensive. So mm -hmm. let me ask you a question. Uh, when you traveled to Paris, did you exchange any of your U.S. dollars for their currency? Yes. Okay. Did I lose money too? Yes. Okay, so boom, you actually participated in the foreign exchange market and you probably didn't even know it. Okay. That's what we do. We trade currencies. We trade the US dollar with the Canadian dollar. Oh, so you know what that reminds me of? Okay, so say for example, when I went to Ghana, right? Mm -hmm. So the exchange value for what is it called? Um Ghana is called um C CDs. Mm -hmm. So say for example, if you trade it through the actual like what is that called? The market when you go to the airport? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever that's called. The exchange, com commerce mm -hmm. exchange. Yep. Um, so if you exchange it through them, it's going to cost more versus if you go to somebody on the street and you're like, yo, I got $100 US cash. Can you give me whatever that is to um, Ghanaian cities? Can we work out a deal? And then you then get that money for the le a lesser value because you use somebody on the, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so... So is that the same? It's, it's pretty much the same thing, mm -hmm. um, the, you know, because the second component that makes up the foreign exchange market is that all of these currencies, they go up and down on a daily basis. So that's what gives us the opportunity mm -hmm. to buy or sell and to make profits. Mm -hmm. So you just got to figure out what side you're going to be on. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a similar experience like when I went to Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, and so for them, 300 and 40 Naira, which is like our money or our dollar, mm -hmm. was equivalent to one American dollar. So I would give, let's just say, $100, and then mm -hmm. I would get 340 whatever Nine dollars thousand. times that. You know what I mean? And that's the amount of money that I would have. So I actually never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Because like I told you earlier, I actually traded for X and for me. So let me tell you something right now. Mm -hmm. You have an episode to persuade me because I'm on a thin line of <laughs> thinking about doing it again. Uh -huh. But um, I actually traded for, with Forex and I did it for a month. Mm -hmm. And so well, for my experience, it was more so that I felt like, okay, so... I felt like I did it when I first graduated and it was just like, I feel like it was promoted on Instagram, like make money from your phone, easy money. And so just being a new college grad, that's mm -hmm. what I wanted. Right. But then when I actually got into it, I realized, and not to say that there was anything wrong with it, but I felt like I didn't realize that it was a skill and it's, it's mm -hmm. a, it just like any skill, whether you're learning to speak a new language mm -hmm. or you're learning how to clean, you're learning how to cook. It takes time to build it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I... I, not that it was something that I couldn't do, mm -hmm. but I didn't go in with that intention. Mm -hmm. I just went in with the intention of, y'all, about to be making money for mm -hmm. my phone. Right. So once I realized I had to put work in, again, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it, but that's not what I signed mm -hmm. up for. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, it's the whole component where you can, like, bring people on and... Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't just being completely transparent. Like yeah. I didn't want to pay that that fee again. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to just try to promote. If you want to change, you know, trade forex, DM me. But I'm like, just mm -hmm. as a leader, I don't mm -hmm. want to. I take being a leader very seriously because right. I feel like it's a divine, um, you know, so characteristic nice. that God gave me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm gonna bring these people on just so I don't have to pay. But really, truly, there's nothing that I can teach them. So that's mm -hmm. what made me stop. And I say all the time that. When I graduated college, I 
if knowing what I know now and if I can mentor or guide any college students, I would tell them to create an, an extra strategy for yourself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a predicament where like I one day I love my job, the next day I'm like, I don't want to fucking work for nobody. Mm-hmm. So like, but had I known what I know now, I actually would have taken trading serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I would have took that whole summer because I was driving for DoorDash every day, all day. But instead of putting that time and energy into doing that, I would have put that into learning how to trade. But I just feel like I didn't know what I was really getting myself into. And had I known that, I would have took that summer really locked in and then honestly used that as my source of income and then work on my business or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's it's, it's hard to acquire and learn a new skill within 30 days. Mm-hmm. We've been completely honest mm-hmm. so i mean at the end of the day it is a million dollar opportunity and um i I've, I've seen it with my personal eyes like you know i, I made a 1200 dollars day that was my best day ever i'm i'm mentoring people they're, they're coming in their first week you know they're having a thousand dollar a week so it's 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 doable but like you said you you didn't feel like putting in the time because you they probably told you you could just copy paste and profit and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and me personally i don't want you just writing the numbers in the app because if I do that and I lose money, I'm personally going to be mad. So mm-hmm. I, I need to see why you're telling me to buy this. Or I need to see why you're telling me to sell it. And I can be like, okay, that is a good idea and mm-hmm. hop into it instead of just hopping into it blindly. And mm-hmm. then, you know, getting mad when you lose money. Mm-hmm. So how exactly do you make money off of it? Like, I know you said mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a foreign exchange market and really you're trading the dollar value. But how exactly? I know you say you got to bring people on um, and it's also that trading component. So. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you do? Say I'm somebody that's just jumping in. I'm I'm on your team now. Mm-hmm. Like what what does that process look like? So honestly, we 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 have the harmonic scanner, multi million dollar system. Mm-hmm. The banks use it, ninety percent accurate. So this scanner it gives you two hundred trade ideas each week. Mm-hmm. So just going off the scanner, it's going to tell you that the, the the market is setting up for a buy or setting up for a sell. So you know, on top of the scanner, you want to you know do your human you know confirmations. But basically, if you're if you're buying the U.S. dollar versus the Canadian dollar. That means that you are, you know, you you believe that the U.S. dollar is going to be stronger and it's going to buy it's going to buy up against the Canadian dollar. Mm-hmm. So every pip, you know, if if it's a ten cent trade, every pip that it goes up, that's a dollar. So if it goes up a hundred pips, you just made a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. If it's a dollar trade, it goes up a hundred pips. That's a thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. basically, you're not you're not buying shares of anything. You're just you're trading. <laughs> it's, it's kind of difficult to explain, but you're trading, mm-hmm. and you know your profits is your profits. So, oh, sorry. So when you trade it, so mm-hmm. okay, does it? Do I have to be from a certain country? I don't know if I'm understanding. It's, right it's world. It's the foreign exchange market, so it's worldwide. So wherever, whatever dollar I want to invest to, mm-hmm. invest into and trade, that's exactly what I can make profit on. Yeah, like if I if I wasn't on IG, it's it's look, it's my IG's live not even working right now. Mm-hmm. So wait, let me ask you a question. So why do so outside of like the mathematics and the actual like skill that goes into trading, why do you feel like people should trade? Like, what is the benefit? Honestly, because it can give you that freedom from home. Like, Mm -hmm. I I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate going. I hate waking up at six a.m., driving to work, being there from seven to four, leaving my son. I could be home. Yeah. I could be home just chilling with my son mm-hmm. from seven to four, but I got to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I'm thankful for what the military has done for me, mm-hmm. but it's like I, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's more life to live than to just, you know, sit in traffic for mm-hmm. 45 years. I call it the 45 year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
like I said, my son's going to be 18, retired, no job, because he understands this. And 10, 20, 30 years ago, we would never talk like this. You know, we would say go to school, get good grades, go get a good job and work for 45 years mm -hmm. and hopefully have enough money saved up for retirement. Mm -hmm. And um, you got you to gotta look at the history. You know, look at everybody who's told us that. You know, I'm pretty sure they've been working for 40, 45 years. Is the 45-year plan working? Mm -hmm. I don't want to work for 45 years. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Not the same job. Yeah. Especially if you can do it, you can make money from your phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to teach this in colleges for $1,200. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you, in five, 10 years, everybody will be trading. Mm -hmm. I mean, working two to three jobs is... is, is, is so I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this question is like... But um, so I don't know if y'all have recently heard of the coin shortage. Mm -hmm. in the United States. And so basically what's going on is, you know, businesses aren't what they say is going on is businesses aren't um, small businesses, large businesses aren't necessarily functioning as they used to during to the due to the quarantine um, and due to people spending less money. Mm -hmm. So, d for example, if something like that happens, how does that impact the foreign exchange market? Right now, gold and silver is buying so you put in the buy for gold and silver right now. You can do that too? Yeah, you can do that too. Oh, can I add something that I think I know mm -hmm. from when I used to trade? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I think another thing too that I had learned is like the different, one different thing between, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. it's been a couple months. But one difference between the foreign exchange market and the stock market is, I think like this, like if a business goes bad, like the stock market could eventually crash. But with the foreign exchange market, it can't really crash because... Every country is always going to have money. And mm -hmm. all you're doing is trading money. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's recession-proof. Right? It fluctuates. Yeah. You just got to understand the charts and understand when to buy and sell mm -hmm. so that you can make profits. So yeah. who exactly regulates the system? Who, who regulates the foreign exchange? Well, the foreign exchange market, it started like back in the early, I think, 1800s. It started with the barter system. Mm -hmm. So that's when, you know, the, the coins first came about mm -hmm. and the, before the coins it was just you know bartering items mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. um, I, I, I should go back and review that video but it's, it's the, the academy it tells you about the history of Forex too so mm -hmm. so it's been around it's been around it's just yeah. advanced into now and at pretty much mm -hmm. yup trading on your phone mm -hmm. so okay so what happens for a person who may be interested in trading mm -hmm. but you know doesn't want to have to recruit people and think because you can trade yeah. without trade house right yeah 80 percent of people in the business they're, they're customers and they just trade mm. it's not it's not many people who are actually business independent business owners in a business mm -hmm. so 80 percent of the people just are customers but can you explain what that means a customer is just somebody who utilizes all the products that that we offer the i am academy the go live with the educators and your harmonic scanner, mm -hmm. and then just having access to whatever team you're on. Hopefully, you're on a good team, and you know you're utilizing those five training calls a day, and hopefully your team is doing live trading sessions every day like us. So if, if the leaders on the team is making money, it should be really no reason why you aren't making, you aren't making money because mm -hmm. we do three live trading sessions a day, 10, 10 a.m., uh, 10 p.m., and 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you have a? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, do you trade with the stock market? You can buy. You can buy Amazon, but it's not like you're buying a share of Amazon. Mm -hmm. So, if you buy a penny of Amazon and Amazon goes up ten dollars, you just made ten dollars. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, like outside of oh, outside of yeah, forex. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I do. I have my Roth TSP. Mm -hmm. 
So I want to get into, you know, the difference between a traditional yes. retirement and a Roth retirement because people need to know this. So with the traditional retirement, you are you're you are not paying taxes on the money now. But you do when you want to get it out. Yep, once you get it out. So once that two hundred thousand dollars that you save tax money on and it's done grown to, you know, two million dollars. You're paying taxes on $2 million. You would rather pay taxes on 200000 than $2 million pulling it out. So wait, which is the Roth? The Roth IRA is tax-free. So it's tax-free when you pull it out. And you can't touch it until you're 59 and a half. So the Roth, that's when you're paying taxes on it now. So let's say the Roth IRA, you can put $6,000 away every year. So that's $6,000, even though you're not seeing it into your pocket, it's going into your investment account you still have to pay taxes on it. But once you pull it out, then um, it's tax-free. So once that, once that Roth IRA is grown, mm-hmm. and $500, $500 a month, mm-hmm. $500 a month for 40 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a 12% mutual fund in a Roth IRA, that's about $6.5 million, $500 a month. Mm-hmm. Wait, so this is this a... This is retirement. This is oh, retirement. this is retirement. I thought yeah. you were talking about the stocks. Sorry. Stocks. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't invest in individual stocks. Mm-hmm. I'll do a mutual fund. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got a Fidelity mutual fund. It's the best mutual fund out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's since it's been around in 1985, it's averaged about 17 mm-hmm. percent interest. So how do you like? So okay, let's just say that I'm like I just graduated from college mm-hmm. and like. I don't come from a family that knows any of this. Like mm-hmm. we're, cause like I'm a little familiar with what you're saying as far as like fidelity and like mm-hmm. investments, but honestly, I still don't know a lot. And I feel like the average person doesn't either. Right. Mm-hmm. So for a person who is in that predicament, where do they start? Like, how did you obtain the knowledge that you have? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was once in a company called Primerica. Um, I'm still a customer in Primerica. That's what my Roth IRA is through. Um, and it's a financial company. It, it, it teaches people about finances and um, it also teaches people about life insurance, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it tells you to buy term life insurance instead of whole life insurance because whole life life insurance is very expensive. Term life insurance is much cheaper. and You should invest the difference. So you can get a whole life policy, $500,000 for about $500 a month. You can get a term life policy, $500,000 for maybe $200 a month. And you should be investing that $300 difference into you know an investment account so that's where that's where it really started that's where i learned about the rule of 72 to figure out how long it'll take for your money to double Mm -hmm. so you take whatever interest rate you're earning divided into 72 and that'll tell you how long it'll take how many years it'll take for your money to double so if you have a a bank account that's earning you know 0.01 percent interest your your money will double every 720 years so whatever you got sitting in your bank account Will you be alive in 720 years for it to see it double? No. So you need to find something. My money, my money point is, you know, 12% because that, that means your money is doubling every six years, compounding every six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that, that company is the foundation of when I, you know, started learning about retirement and stuff and, you know, saying to myself, I need to start saving for retirement. And um, then just recently, you know, I started listening to Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you I guys. Like, have... I love him. Yeah. You mentioned him before. Yes, mm-hmm. he is raw. Yeah. Where do you like just YouTube or podcast? Podcast. 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 He has his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Dave Ramsey show, and um, this I don't know how I came across him, but um, I just started listening to his podcast, 
And um, you know, everybody on his show, they get they're doing these debt free streams. You know, it's it's powerful. You know, it's like they'll be like, hey, hey, they just paid off like sixty thousand dollars in like ten months, and I'm just like, wow. And they make what I make. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so what am I doing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they would count down three, two, one. We're debt free, and like every time I would hit, when I would get the chills, I'm right. like, goodness. I wonder how that feels to be debt free because mm -hmm. I'm like. 26 and I got all this debt. Mm -hmm. I got 50,000. I had 54,000 dollars of debt mm -hmm. that I paid mm -hmm. off in nine months. Like, say that one more time. How does it feel? It yeah, feels three, great. two, one, debt free. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a grind. You had 50. From student loans, I had a, a car that mm -hmm. was 30,000. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my car was more than my student loans. I had credit cards. So it feels good now because now that. I had a minimum that I was paying of $3,000 a month mm -hmm. to debt. So now that I'm debt free, I can keep that same $3,000 a month Jeez. in my pocket. Put it in your pocket. Exactly. So did you learn all of that from Dave Ramsey? From Dave Ramsey. Yeah. You oh, paid no. all your debt off from listening to from him? From listening to everybody listen. do a debt free screen every day? I started driving Lyft on the side. Even his podcast, though, people were calling like, I'm a doctor. I've been going to school for this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I'm still in school. I'm. Me and my husband are in $300,000 worth of debt. He'll be like, uh-uh, both of y'all, y'all shouldn't see a restaurant for the next five years. Both of y'all need to be working, waitressing. Like, he's raw. He's like, mm -hmm. no, y'all need to stop trying to live above your means, mm -hmm. like, and pay that off as Keeping up possible. with the Joneses. Yeah. So he's yeah. real basic, real fundamental. Like, mm -hmm. debt is dumb, cash is king. Mm -hmm. you don't buy a car if you can't pay for cash for it, pretty yes. much. Like, they're smart. I'm going to tune into him because, like, I know I started grad school in the fall. And, like, I'm really, really trying to figure out a way to not take out any loans. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I thank God that I'm, I mean, $40,000 is still a lot to be in debt. But I know that there's people that have way more debt yeah. from undergrad. So, mm -hmm. I'm not, like, I've made one payment on my student loan when I first graduated. And then I was like, yo, I'm not making enough to be paying this every single month. And then um, it was kind of divine because I had stopped working. So I was mm -hmm. just like, well, I'm not working. So then he paused it. Okay. And then now COVID, you get what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm thinking about the interest that it builds. Oh, and yeah. You get what I'm saying? Don't Everything that it. comes with yeah. it. And I'm like, I'm going to go to grad school. I'm not trying to to double that or add more to it when I now I'm in a space where like going into high school I didn't know what I know now about mm -hmm. loans and things mm -hmm. of that nature I know it now mm -hmm. so it's like why put myself in that position and that's why I try my best to have conversations like this or listen to you know platforms that talk about these things so that way I'm able to obtain the knowledge to move forward in a path of freedom because I don't want to be like, I wanted my kids to have to to be able to go to school without pay. I want my little brother to go to college without exactly. having to worry about debts. Yes. And yeah. I want to live a debt-free exactly. life. And it's not affecting me right now, but I don't want to be one of those people where mm -hmm. now I'm 35, I'm 40, and it's all catching up to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it also lingers around, like, just knowing in the back of your mind, like, I have 40000 I have 50000 I have $60,000 in debt of debt. And essentially what that is, like we talked about previously on our podcast, is like, you owing somebody money. Exactly. Like, knowing in the back of your head, like, dang, I owe so-and-so money. It's not a good feeling, especially when there are more expenses in your life. Mm -hmm. And so, what you were saying, it really makes me wonder, like, for somebody like me, for example, who hasn't paid off all their student loan mm -hmm. debt, and who I look at that number, and I'm just like, yo, how am I going to pay it off? It's not that big, but mm -hmm. it still looks scary for some reason, because mm -hmm. it's like, that's a lot of money, you know what I mean? So... And especially when you want to save at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, so 
first, my first question is, what do you do when you want to save money, but you know you should be paying off your debt? That's mm-hmm. the first question. And the second one to follow up is, can you walk us through that process of paying off your debt? Because even though it's scary to a lot of us, like you just knocked it out and you knocked it out in how long? Nine months. Nine months. Nine months. Like that's scary. Yeah. So is that life changing for you? Yeah, like yeah. it was tiring too, because like I said, I was driving Lyft on the side mm. to you know make an extra four thousand dollars a month. Mm. So it got to the point, you know, my plan was to pay it off October of twenty twenty. I paid it off February. Mm. I paid it off nine months early because I started mm. driving Lyft. But it, it it would be nights where I would be you know drop somebody off on Lyft and I was sleeping in the parking lot because I was so tired because mm. I was getting to it. My wife didn't see me, wow. <laughs> so like she was she was mad, but I she understood she, though. Yeah. She understood. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. But you said, what are the steps and um, how to go about it? Is that what you did? Mm-hmm. So I know Dave Ramsey has the baby steps. So, mm-hmm. you know, me personally, Dave, Dave will say, would you take, let's say you're 100% debt free. Would you take out a student loan just to save money? Mm-mm. No. So that's pretty much what you're doing when you have a loan. Oh. You got debt, but you're trying to save money. So it's like. You have a loan just to save money. It's like a it's like an uphill battle. Mm. And what you should be doing is just knocking out the debt. Because you know these like these debt payments, they will catch up to you. And rather be five hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars a month. Like I just said earlier, five hundred dollars a month for you know forty years is six point five million dollars. So Debt robs from your future. That's a twelve percent. That's that's if it's earning twelve percent, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of mutual funds out here that's earning twelve percent. So, can you get back to that question for me one more yeah, time? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, so could you? So for the uh, the everyday person who has that student, and like you said, a new mm-hmm. college graduate, let's say mm-hmm. that, and the average African American who doesn't have that financial literacy. So could you walk us through like what that looked like paying off your debt, especially in a nine month period, how mm-hmm. you did it? Um, I know you say you had to pick up a new job, but could you just go into more detail? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like what's the first step? So set a time frame too. Make it specific. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I wanted to to pay off the fifty four thousand dollars in eighteen months. So I knew that I needed to pay about three thousand something dollars every month to knock that out so i i could realistically pay three thousand dollars a month to knock that out so i that that was it that was step one mm-hmm. okay step the other step one um you need to have a mini emergency fund of a thousand dollars a thousand so you know if if you get a flat tire you don't have to use your credit card and go into more debt so that's step one step two throw all your savings at the debt. See, that's the hard Throw it part. all at the debt. Throw it all away. Except 1000 So I had $12,000 saved up. $1,000? I had, I had, no, I had about $11,000 saved up. And you had to throw it all away. I threw 10000 at the debt. Wow. So that was a big, out of the fit, that's 44 right there. Okay? Oof. So that's, that's step two. <laughs> Pay it off as aggressive as possible. Get gazelle intense. Don't go out anymore. Don't go to the mall no more. You don't, you don't, you don't need to be at the mall no more. You don't need to be shopping. No makeup. Just, just go to work. Pay it off. Go out to eat. Nothing. So wait. And get on a budget. You have to get on a budget. I was paying. I was spending twenty five dollars a week. I was spending twenty five dollars a week on food. Wow. Chicken, rice, and some type of greens. 
for nine months. A hundred dollars a month. People spend a hundred dollars in a day yeah. on food. Yeah. So cut all expenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, because I just got stressed out trying to think about doing that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, the thousand dollars emergency fund. Mm-hmm. How much do I need to save before? So, like, let's just say hypothetically, I have three thousand in my savings, mm-hmm. right? Do I take that two thousand and pay it off real quick, or should I wait till I get to a certain point? Like, should I wait till I get to the five thousand, or wait till? Nope, just start. Just gotta knock it out. Just gotta uh, start. Throw two thousand at the debt and keep it moving. Figure out your budget and figure out what you can pay each month. So, it's no point in having a savings outside of a thousand dollar emergency fund if, if you are in debt basically what you're saying yeah i mean i guess that really does make but sense if, if, yeah. if, a, if a super you know big emergency happens then okay pause pause the debt snowball you know and uh you know save up what you need to save up for so pause it if you if your house burns down or something mm-hmm. and you got to pay for some other expenses but mm-hmm. Thousand dollars is all you need, mm-hmm. and just throw everything else at the debt. Mm. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, my next question is, um, dang, I just having a brain fart. No, it's not good. But um, all right. So we throw the thousand dollars at the debt. Oh, so have you used like other things that you like? For example, like what you trade in forex. Like that's a skill that you bring. It brings in money. Have you take that platform? Have you used any of that towards your debt, or like is that just something that you have as pocket money? Like, would you suggest as somebody to learn a new skill to bring in new money to be able to? Yeah, definitely pay off your debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, set your daily goal for how much you want to make each day. Um. Me, I've I've been humbled by the market. I've I've had a twelve hundred dollar day and I had a twelve hundred dollar loss day too. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been very humbled. So lately, I just stuck to a specific plan and my daily goal is two hundred dollars mm-hmm. trading and just turn the app off. Mm-hmm. I I was done trading by ten a.m. Uh, today. Mm-hmm. Didn't open it back up. Mm-hmm. So how much did you make? I made two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I made two hundred and eight dollars. Mm-hmm. So. I'm done because it's like when you get greedy, it's like mm. next thing you know, you're losing all your profits. Mm-hmm. So I tell everybody that set a goal, hit it, turn it off. Because mm-hmm. once you jump back in, mm-hmm. it just never goes your way. Mm-hmm. I learned the hard way. Yeah. So. So have you always been like like a money man or like is this something that with like knowledge and wisdom that you came into that you realized this was important and then started to follow it? I mean, ever since high school, I feel like I've been a money man. Um, my first job out of high, well, not my first job, but I used to sell kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. And um, I made a killing selling Cutco kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody ever heard of Cutco, but. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know yeah. I sold about $27,000 worth of knives in one summer oh at the high school. And I made like $8,000 that summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the summer before, I made $1,200 the whole summer working mm-hmm. YouthWorks. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, man, so sales, okay. Because I had a $1,200 paycheck um, selling kitchen knives. And I'm like, I made $1,200 last. Mm-hmm. So that, that right there changed my mindset about things right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I... And then, um, you know, I did another MLM called Wake Up Now. And I don't know if you guys have heard oh, yeah, of that. Yeah, I know. I heard of that. Yeah, so that. <laughs> I got to jump on that. that, oh, that really? Yeah. I feel like that came before I knew, like, 
I feel like how everybody's talking about Forex right now. Yeah. It was That's like true. wake up now at yeah. a point in time. Like maybe when I was in like high school mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I lost my hundred dollars real quick. Yeah. So <laughs> I was I was in the I was making you know five thousand dollars a month and wake up now and I was like Dang. something ain't right. You know, I'm 19 in college and I'm making $5,000 a month. This ain't right. Yeah. So then that, that, and then I was hanging around, you know, young guys, you know, making 40000 a month, 44000 a month. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this, yeah, a job? No. Yeah. So that always, that always had me like that. And then that whole company went like bankrupt or something. Yeah. So I, I went back to school. You know, I dropped out of school. I'm like, I'm really? making what the teacher's making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dropped yeah. out for a semester. Yeah. And yeah, I've been about money since high school, probably mm-hmm. since selling the kitchen. Knives. But I feel like if if anything, like even if you're not for like someone who's listening, like even mm-hmm. if you're not like a money making person or something that just comes natural to you, what I got from that conversation mm-hmm. is just the importance of you know like surrounding yourself with those type of people. And right. people say that people say that, and I feel like it could be it could sound kind of cliche, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like. If I'm in a group of people and everybody making ten thousand dollars and I'm only right. making five, right. I'm not gonna feel right because I'm not gonna be able to hang with them. I'm not gonna be able to do the type of things that right. they do. I'm not gonna be able to have the type of conversations that they're having. Mm-hmm. So you know, ultimately, it's important you know to surround yourself with those type of people. Where even if you have a small group of four people, at least one person in that group should be better you in some type of way. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's what's gonna expand your mindset that's what's gonna like I, I pray all the time like even this morning I was on my way to work and I was like asking God like God surround me like help me meet someone that's mm-hmm. doing something that I never even thought of just so it can help to expand my mindset and help me tap into something that I didn't know was there you get what I'm saying because you know I do feel like right now I feel like we are exposed to so much information that our parents weren't or that you know right. people that came before like I, I never thought that at 23, honestly, that I would be having these type of conversations, trying to learn how to trade, learn about different exchange markets, learning about retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the same time, it's like I, I do the, I do this talk all about I want to break generational curses. Absolutely. I want to make a change. I, you know, so this is that. Like, and, it, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes like for a person who ha- had never had a conversation like this might listen to this podcast and it might go over their head or it might feel like too much. But mm-hmm. I just want you to be encouraged to think about, like, when you say that you want to be a change maker in your family or you want to break generational curses, then these are the things that you need to do. Like, if you don't come from a family that when someone passes away, they leave you a legacy of money or leaving you land or leaving you property, mm-hmm. then this is what you have to do. Because when you start these type of things now, eventually it's going to lead into mm-hmm. everything it's else that's supposed now. to. Yeah. Like, if Beyonce, yeah. her, you know, one of her songs I was listening to, um... I can't think of the name of it, but like she was saying like something about how like her grandchildren's grandchildren are already rich. Yeah, seriously. Yo, and it's like generational. I was talking to my cousin the other day. I'm like, like, you know, I'm pretty Dorsey, then like I got like my my aunts and my uncles, and then we got the little babies. But think about how there's gonna be other Dorseys that we're not even gonna meet in our lifetime. So what what imprint or what legacy are we setting for this family that is just gonna pass down in their DNA? It's this. Not saying that money is everything, but money, it's it plays, it's access. So exactly. that's my sermon for the We're day. We're all deserving of money. So don't have that mindset to where you think you wanting money or wanting to obtain money is being greedy or yeah. is being ungodly. No, we mm-hmm. all, that's our birthright to come here and earn what we deserve to earn, you know, mm-hmm. for the work that we put in. And yeah. so we got to, I think another thing is changing our mindset of how we look at money, how mm-hmm. we look at finances. Um, and like you said, 
passing knowledge on to generations that will come after us. I know even generations before us, they, they got taught credit. You know, mm-hmm. one thing they learned about mm-hmm. is credit and banks. Um, and so a lot of a lot of millennials now started off with credit when they were young. Mm-hmm. And so that was something our parents or our parents' parents instilled into us. Mm-hmm. And so we that's something we can even carry on to the generations to come. Mm-hmm. But now that we know trading, now that we know, which I think eventually that we're going to be a cashless society. So really everything on the phone is what mm-hmm. we need to be focusing in on and honing in on, For especially those. because... If, if there's no physical cash, you know, that means everything is digital. That's why mm-hmm. you have Forex. That's why you have uh, Bitcoin. That's why you have, um, you know, everything else that's out there that's showing you that, look, we're, we're moving into a more digital, technological, AI type of society. And so now our, our way of making money has to change. We have to, we have to advance with society. And we have to mold with time as it, as it evolves and as it changes. And so... I think that's another important thing for us to start thinking about and factoring in is the fact that times are changing. You know, I think um, I was listening to a podcast and the woman was just like, if you're carrying around your phone all day that has all this knowledge, has all this, all these opportunities and you're not making money off of it, you're already behind. Mm. If you're not making money off of this phone that you're paying monthly for, you're behind. Crazy. And so, um, whether, whatever you're doing on the phone, whether it's you own your own business, whether you are trading, whether you are podcasting, whether you're YouTubing, whatever you're doing, we should be making money off of these phones, especially Mm -hmm. in this day and age. So that was a big reason why we wanted to start this series in Mm -hmm. general is because we need to know different ways, especially in the black community to start making money. Because honestly, you know, people outside our race are already on it. Their kids are on it. So... Um, I'm kind of rewinding a little, little bit because I really want to know, like, what was that feeling like once you paid off of that debt? And now, what does it feel like to have all money in, mm. no mm-hmm. money out? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it feels great. <laughs> like, it feels great. Like, I, I currently, like I said, I got a newborn son. Yeah. I save 500 I save yeah, five. Thank you. Thank you. I save $500 a month mm-hmm. for him. And, you know... You know, I like to find 12% interest. So by the time he's 18, he should have a cool, you know, $300,000 saved up for him. Mm. You know, I started since since he was newborn. Um, you know, yes. I didn't I didn't have $300,000 when when I turned 18 from my parents. I had like 300. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I had zero, parents, but no one. It's, and then, That's you know, you, you just got more money to just save and invest. Mm-hmm. So... Honestly, my goal is to retire with at least, you know, 10 million just in like retirement accounts, just Mm -hmm. from maxing them out. I max out my TSP through the military. That's that's fifteen hundred a month. I max that out. Mm -hmm. The Roth IRA max that out five hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, do another five hundred dollars for my son. And then another that that whole three thousand dollars is going back to investments. So can we talk about that? Because Mm -hmm. even um. A big thing is, so for example, I saw a post today that said Jay-Z's billion dollar income broke, you know, it was a breakdown. Okay. So what does that mean? So basically, you know how he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So it's like a breakdown of like all streams of income. Mm-hmm. Exactly where he's making money. It was like exposed? Yeah. It wasn't like exposed detail, but it was like, for example, a Duce. Title. Make, like oh, title. I thought you meant like, I don't know what I thought you meant, but go ahead. Yeah, like the breakdown. Um, as far oh, wait, as that the goes. breakdown came out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was like a post saying. Oh, okay. Um, But 
one thing I would say, even in my young mindset, right? Um, we think that wealth comes from just saving money. Can you um, break down and explain the importance of wealth coming from investments, coming from stocks, coming from all that good stuff? Could you further explain that? Yeah. So, I mean, that that is correct. Wealth does come from saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, you're You're not considered wealthy until you have, you know, five million plus. You're, you're considered financially independent from one million to four million, but you're considered wealthy when you have five million plus mm. in your net worth. So, I mean, that does come from consistently saving and saving and saving mm. to become wealthy. But I mean, if you invest, you know, and get a great return on investment, you can do that. You know, you can become wealthy before, you know, retirement age. Um, mm. So, I mean, yeah, saving does make you wealthy. That. It does, but you can also become wealthy from, you know, building a business too. Um, so I don't know whether you wanna sell hair, make a you know, make a million dollars a year off of lashes or, you know, hair salons. It's other businesses out there. It's it just requires labor. That's that's what I really wanna get away from. Attaching mm-hmm. attaching my labor to a paycheck mm-hmm. that comes, you know, sometimes two weeks later. Or just leave. I just like I said. I just want to stay home and chill with my son, mm-hmm. and hit the button on my phone, and mm-hmm. <laughs> withdraw the money to my bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I call freedom right there. Mm-hmm. When you <laughs> you can do whatever you want basically with without working. Mm-hmm. I I just I cannot do the forty five year plan. Mm-hmm. I, I can't either. And that's yeah. tough. And yeah. another thing also like bringing up your point going back to. Banks only having that 0.01% interest. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something I've recently had to learn because I am saving up for a house now. And mm-hmm. so my whole thing was finding a bank account that has like the largest amount of APY. So that, mm-hmm. you know, that way when I'm putting away my money in savings, I'm actually seeing a, a return. You, you minus so, how, you, Yeah, you minus or put it in a mutual fund. For real? Yeah, put it in a mutual fund. Can you take it out? How long? Yeah, you can take it out. So but it's, it's earning interest though. It's like a bigger than a 1%. Yeah, it's bigger than 1%, bigger than 2%. Oh, you, you'll be earning like, you know, 12% or something, you know? Oh, okay, you just taught me something. It's, it's, better than, it's better than 1%. It's better than the penny a month that your bank give you every yeah. <laughs> on your statement every month, right? Yeah, because the one I found is actually 1%. And mm. I think even that company dropped from like 2.2% to 1.7%. What is it, like a credit union or something? No, it's like one of it's one of the online it's called Alley. It's okay. one of those online savings accounts mm-hmm. that's supposed to help you. You know, if you want right. to just save money in general, but you say invest into a mutual fund. Yeah, just go ahead. Because I mean, how how much do you want to save up? So okay, so me and my partner are trying to save for a house. So we're thinking we don't want to get nothing more than like one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, especially because we want something that we can make a profit off mm-hmm. of in this in the next five years right so we're looking for like ten thousand mm-hmm. to put down as a down payment and then we're first-time homeowners mm-hmm. as well so of course all of those um grants that come in will Help put a out. lot down yeah. as well so Good. yeah that's that's the most i mean mm-hmm. we might put more than that we might go ahead do the 20 percent, so you can skip yeah. out on that pmi uh, um, PMI payments mm. and stuff you, you you skip out on a lot of fees when you put down 20 percent Mm. So, I mean, that's 30. It might take a little longer, but hey. Mm. 
Mm. You, you save a lot of money on your, you know, mortgage. See, nobody teaches you this, these things. Yeah. So wait, what's the so okay? So I know you said mutual funds, so you get a larger interest, so you get that bigger APY. Um, mm-hmm. So what else would be the benefits of a mutual? Can you explain? Can you tell everybody? Oh, yeah. what okay, a so fund is? you don't know that. So okay, just imagine you know you have a bucket, mm-hmm. okay, and in that bucket you know you have Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google. You know Instagram, all of these funds. It, it could be a technology mutual fund. Mm-hmm. So it has all of these technology te- technology companies bundled up into this one fund. Mm-hmm. So instead of just buying one share of, you know, Apple, you're buying with your, with that same, you know, $2,000 that you're investing is going into, you know, 30, 50, 60 different companies. So that way, if one company flats, goes bankrupt or something, you don't lose all your money with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it the mutual fund will continue to rise as long as these technology, these technology companies continue to rise. So basically, it's a basket. It's a fund full of mutually funded with different companies. Mm. So do you get to choose the companies? Um, you can you can choose the fund mm-hmm. and you can look at what companies are in that fund. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the mutual fund that I'm in that's been earning 17% is a technology fund. Okay. And like some of the top holdings in it is Amazon, mm-hmm. Google, Tesla, all these mm-hmm. other technology funds. So it's it's that's why it's doing so good. So when you buy it? You invest your money as well. Yeah, you get you buy you get shares of it. And your bank account is already doing that, but they're just giving you less. Yeah, they're just giving you one one penny a month. Yeah, Yeah, and you know the banks actually trade every time you sign up for a bank account. They actually trade your money in the foreign exchange market. Mm -hmm. So you can actually Google this stuff. You can go. Mm -hmm. You can you can go on jobs.com and com and look up forex investors. They paying Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, Chase. They're paying forex investors like two hundred thousand dollars. To trade your money, get these crazy returns mm-hmm. just to pay you a penny, just to pay you twelve cents a year. And that's how they make a lot of money. Yeah, the banks, the bank. You know, the bank's not going to lose. They make money from mm-hmm. bank fees. They make money from Overthrow trading fees. your money. Yep. They they make money from giving you loans mm-hmm. with credit cards. That's credit card is basically a loan because mm-hmm. you're paying like twenty percent interest if you don't pay it off mm-hmm. in full. So that's money coming back in. Yeah. Because you, you would think, like, how do the banks make money? They don't. All they do is hold your money. Mm-hmm. No. What do you, so even, um, what are your thoughts on banks? Like, do you think, because you know, fun fact that I recently learned, y'all let me know if I'm, you know, wrong on this or not. But you know how apparently back in the day, which I know this is truth, we as African Americans weren't allowed to, Banks wouldn't take us in. So we weren't allowed to put our money in banks. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, we would have to save our money like traditionally how we used to either in our homes or in the car. Under the mattress or something. Under the mattress. In the car, that's not smart. Even yeah. in the car. But imagine when yeah. you just made money from the day. When mm-hmm. you're driving home, you might stuck in some, you know, mm-hmm. from your job. Mm-hmm. And so did y'all know like shotgun? That's how it originated. No. Like so the person in the passenger seat. That's what I heard. Like the person in the passenger seat would sit there with a gun just in case any like white people try to And they would store the money in the car? Yeah. So say say a band made like a hundred dollars that night um from their performance. Somebody would sit shotgun with an actual gun just in case some white people try to bother them and mm-hmm. you know, try to hang them, Lord mm-hmm. forbid, or try to take the money, whatever the case may be. So that's why 
they call it shotgun. Mm. So that mm. you're like the person driving and you're the person that's like the defense. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Okay. Little sidetrack. But um, so, okay, so that's really, really good. I think we learned a whole bunch today. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't think we left much. Is there anything you want to leave us off with? Is there anything else you would like to, like, let the people know as far as Forex goes, as far as... It's not even about just Forex. I just Mm -hmm. want people to just don't fall victim to the Mm -hmm. 45-year plan. Just Mm -hmm. acquire any type of skill set. That doesn't require your, you know, your hard time, your hard labor to a paycheck that comes two weeks later. Just mm. think outside the box, please. Because mm. time is money, and you could be spending this time with your family, your yeah. kids, yeah. Mm. and that's. I just want you to be open-minded. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And I just want to add, too, I love how you said, like, like it's our birthright to get what we deserve, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I know that's one thing like I battle with. Like, once I start, like, looking to get extra money, like, I just, mm-hmm. I just battle with guilt naturally. That's something I have to be delivered from, but, like, I just like I just started feeling guilty, like dang, like do I even need this money or why? Like, it's like mm-hmm. a like a conviction that I feel like I get, but clearly you get what I mean. That's just systematic mm-hmm. thinking. So, like like you said, like it is our birthright to be able to to be financially free, to not have to be in debt, to not owe people money, to be able to afford to live a luxurious yeah, you life. Deserve it. Like, you yeah, deserve it. You don't gotta be a celebrity or a rapper to mm-hmm. to live on the hills and to have a, whatever it is that you want. You should be able to get mm-hmm. and not feel like that life is secluded or just obligated to one demographic of people. Like, mm-hmm. we all deserve it if you mm-hmm. want it. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's my two cents. So you can mm-hmm. follow me on the gram. <laughs> and um, <laughs> according to Britt with three T's, you want to give me Instagram again? Yeah, okay, yeah. It's, it's the gambit underscore. And then, uh, you know, my financial page is life at the debt podcast. So that's my yes. Instagrams. Yes, that's dope. Um, and then my Instagram is at Joy Jolene, J-O-Y-J-O-E-L-E-N-E. And our page is, you can follow our Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. And make sure you follow our juices page. We sell freshly handmade, no artificial flavors or yeah. sugars. <laughs> Y'all got any here? Oh, no. We oh. should have. Good. But you can come in and shop. Okay. <laughs> An official herd blend. Yes. Um, and yeah, we have one more episode to conclude this series. And mm-hmm. thank y'all again for sticking with us and being patient. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Bye. Bye bye.